my guest today was dynamic Ryan Dowdy, who now runs an incredible company called Be In The Room. Be In The Room. During this episode today, we talked a little bit about Ryan's behind the scenes journey to building the brand and the business that she now has today. And I really appreciated her realness in this. One of the things that we talked in depth about was how we see business owners online these days who are doing the damn thing. They have the success, they have the systems, they have the team, but we're forgetting to ask the question or even remind ourselves of how did they get there? During this episode today, we talked about the true definition of a mastermind. We talked about the multiple iterations of Ryan's businesses. We talked about the power of pivoting and listening to what people are really looking for. And we talked about how she structures her business with her team nowadays. If you are anything like me and you really love to see the example of what it looks like to be a successful business owner, this is the episode for you. Oh, and Ryan even talks about what her schedule looks like, which I always find so important. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of She Builds Empires. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. We are now on YouTube, everyone. Go check it out. Follow, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it into the hands and really the ears of those people who need this message today. I love you and thanks for listening. Ryan Dowdy. Welcome to She Builds Empires. Hi, Bridget. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Me too. I also love the outfit that you're wearing. I'm a big uh, cheetah uh, print kind of gal myself. So incredible outfit you're wearing. Thank you. I like to tell people that I wore animal print before it was cool. There is a photo of me um, with a, an animal print purse in like high school. So we're talking like, I don't know, the early 2000s, the late 90s. So it's kind of my, it's kind of my thing. <laughs> You are known for being the cheetah queen before it was popular. Right, yes. <laughs> we can end this now and we will have officially like, this is it. This is what I want to be known for. <laughs> and now you are known for being the founder of Be In The Room. So tell us a little bit more about Be In The Room, who you serve and the magic that you are creating in your company. Yes. Uh, well, thank you. You very much. So Be In The Room is my third iteration of business since leaving the corporate world. And I tell that story because it feels important because uh, so often we are told that we should know what we want to do or that we should pick a path and stick to it. And I've not done that in <laughs> my career of business building and it's worked out okay for me. So, so be in the room, we call it a conscious leadership collective. It is a space to bring together smart, successful women to have open, honest and vulnerable conversations about the truth behind that. So what we've done a little differently is we've taken the guru out of the room. So instead of the idea that one person should have all of the answers or know all of the things or be an expert in a lot of different areas, we've decided to instead uh, create connection and collaboration and idea sharing through smart women that know all sorts of different things. So uh, we are what I like to call like the truest definition of a mastermind, meaning it really is about um, idea sharing, brainstorming, coming together on different things versus, uh, you know, a, a traditional coaching program or a traditional networking organization. So that's how we set ourselves apart. Oh, it's so good. I'm so excited. And it's funny that you bring up this concept of mastermind. And I've always loved the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, where he explains what is the concept of the mastermind. And I've absolutely seen it not be in that way. And I think what you are leaning into is the true power of the minds altogether. So maybe explain what that actually means. 
Yeah. So it's so funny you say that because literally the, the definition of mastermind is on our sales page, which you would think that I know what that is, but I wrote that sales page a while ago. But basically the idea of a mastermind um, is that simple, you know, two heads are better than one in, in a really non-eloquent way, right? So basically the true definition of a mastermind um, is the coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people, I found it, who work towards a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony, right? So it's the coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people who work towards a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony. So, and it's that same idea. Um, and that's why I actually really hesitated, Bridget, when we first launched Be In The Room to call it a mastermind because that word has been misused so many times. And I didn't want people to be frustrated if they joined our, our community and discovered that there was no like coaching program or blueprint or step-by-step -step process to follow. And while those things all have an amazing time and place, it's not actually what we do. So I, I hesitated, but then finally I was like, we're just gonna go all in and explain it. But really that definition of a mastermind is the idea that I have skills and Bridget has skills and your person listening to this right now has skills. And when we bring those ideas together and we share our skills and we share ideas, um, that's when we become really, really powerful. And I actually just finished reading the book, The Buddha and the Badass uh, by Vishen Lakhani. He's the guy from Mind Valley. And he talks about this same concept, but he talks about like the, the idea brain. And this is really interesting um, is that like when you bring people together and new ideas are born, it actually can be um, like in our brains seen like on brain scans, the same as like the joy and excitement of having an orgasm. Like when people like birth ideas together and all this stuff. And I was like, that's so fascinating. Cause you know, that high that you get, we'd be like, Oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. Like, yes, do this. And even it doesn't have to be your idea. Like you can, you get that by feeding into somebody else. So I don't know, maybe we should work that into our marketing somehow, but that, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> it is so good. And it's so funny because I had a mastermind where I literally had the definition on the page because I, I was like, I'm not the guru. Like, don't expect that. It's going to be a, a curated conversation where everyone shares their gifts and they share their, they share their, mm -hmm. their, their reflection and their knowledge on it. And imagine, I don't know, imagine a world and I'm sure you're seeing this. Imagine mm -hmm businesses that ran more on that model mm. like what would that look like to really engage the wisdom of each individual person versus the hierarchical system that we're used to yes hands down and that's it's so funny i've had this conversation with my team this morning too of like really what is our mission as an organization other than to be a safe space for women like that's that's kind of my my heart right um but i do think bigger picture that is a large part that motivates me is i want to change the way business is done and i want to do that by transforming women into being the best version of themselves so we can create workplaces like you just described right we can do away with this hierarchical idea of chain of command and all this other stuff and just show up uh, as our best selves every day. Uh, and I believe there's so much magic in that. Hmm. What would the world look like if more organizations were run that way? Oh my goodness. I mean, I think first and foremost, the world, I think our businesses would be way more profitable, first of all, um, the business side. But I also think that like business would be so much more fun. People would enjoy going to work people would bring them best their best self to work right they would they would feel like this whole idea of like quiet quitting it wouldn't be on the table if we were really encouraged to show up and be ourselves and share our ideas and share our genius and and be empowered to to be ourselves like i don't think the great resignation and quiet quitting and all the garbage that's happening in the world right now would be happening. So I think that people would be much happier. And I also think our businesses would be so much healthier because um, I mean, there, there's so much data to support that, right? When we are being ourselves and we're showing up fully expressed and showing up fully aligned, um, you know, we get into that flow state and things just happen so much easier and faster. Yeah.
So you mentioned already today that this is like your third iteration of business. Yes. You were in a career before this, and now you yeah. have a team, now you have you know a large community that you're growing and building. So take us a little bit of like that behind the scenes journey. What were some of the puzzle pieces to arrive where you are today? And yeah, give us the, the curtain unveiled. Sure, absolutely. So um I had a 15-year corporate career, so I grew up in sales. I started selling radio advertising um, in Orlando, Florida, a million years ago, and um, never really intended to become an entrepreneur. That was not on my roadmap at all. Um, I had a good career. I was in charge of my income as a salesperson, you know, performance-based, and uh, never really got into it at all, and then landed my, my dream job. I was the director of sales for a digital marketing agency um, here in Kansas City after having traveled for years and all this other thing. I was finally stationary. I just had my first kid. Um, I was building my own team. I actually got to like hire and choose the people that I was going to work with, and I was so excited, and then it wasn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be <laughs> like four months in. I'm like, Oh gosh, this cannot, this can't be it. Right. Um, and I did not even then know that it was entrepreneurship, right? I thought it was an industry change. I had been playing in marketing for so long, but I was like, maybe I just need to go have a different conversation with a different client doing something different. Right. Um, and through networking and talking to people learned about, online entrepreneurship in the way of, uh, you know, consulting and coaching and really people will pay you for the things that you know. And I was really good at sales. I had built several multi-million dollar sales organizations, had played in that sales training and sales enablement space. And so I decided I would teach sales to new entrepreneurs. So iteration number one of the business um, was a program called the Uncensored Sales Accelerator. And we worked very specifically with women um, looking to get out of corporate. So looking to leverage their, their corporate skills into a business. And that was exciting and fun. We coached over 200 women. Um, it was really exciting. We've built, I think we've counted 14 um, six-figure plus business into the multiple six-figure businesses. We helped somewhere around 40 some odd women quit full-time jobs. Like it was just really magical and fun. Uh, and in all of that, um, my then business coach, um, her business exploded during COVID. It went from 2 million to 10 million overnight. She hired a sales team and brought me in as a consultant to train that team. So it was just consulting alongside my coaching business at the time. And what typically happens when you put two entrepreneurs in a room together, um, we were like, hey, this curriculum is really good. Like people will pay us for this. So the second iteration of the business was a sales training program um, specifically for sales teams of entrepreneurs. Cause that was a, a common pain point that we'd heard of people whose businesses grew very quickly is they wanted to remove themselves of the role of salesperson in the business, but they had no idea how to do that. Um, so we helped them do that. I ultimately had decided to retire my brand and step in as the CEO of that business um, in a partnership. And unfortunately that partnership went south very quickly. There was a lot of misalignment. Um, a lot of like the front didn't match, match the back and just a lot of things that happened um, that led me to believe that it was time to get out of that partnership. And uh, so I did and it did not go well. I lovingly call it my business divorce. Um, it took me six months and a lot of attorney fees to, to walk away from that. Um, but that's really where I knew that I needed to create this space that we have right now. I knew that there were a lot of women who were maybe running businesses they were unhappy in or in careers that they were unhappy in or felt kind of trapped by the level of success that they were having and were just didn't have a space to go that felt safe to talk about those things. So all of them accumulated together to where we are now. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we can try to keep it as short as possible, but I have to give you all of the nuances so it makes sense. No, this is good. Uh, I want to 
pedal back a little bit because I think the woman who listens to this show, she's at the starting phases. She has a passion, which she's hoping yep. to turn into a profitable business. Right. And it sounds like one of the things that you did really well from the start and probably because of your sales background is like you knew how to target a specific audience for a specific need who had a specific want. Yep. Um, can you talk a little bit about why that was important to your success in the beginning? Sure. Um, so for me, and I will tell you, that's actually not how I started. Um, and I say this a lot because my very first business was coaching new entrepreneurs. I, what I, I really started with was the problem I could solve. I became known for teaching sales. So I finally left my full-time job in 2019. So my son is born in 2017. I realized that I don't love my dream job in 2017. Uh, I discover online entrepreneurship in 2018. And then it takes me a year and a half to get out of my corporate job. So I want to give you that timeline because it's important. Because in the beginning, I just taught sales and I taught sales to anybody who would listen to me. Um, and I got on every free stage that anybody would give me. I, I mean, I, I just, I became known for sales in general before I became known for teaching women in sales and before I became known for teaching women had to leave their full-time job. So it was, it was an iteration. And I, I have to tell you that because if you don't feel that clear, where like I'm able to come up, you know, it was like we helped high achieving women leave their nine to five and build profitable businesses, right? Because I said that four million times over the course of two years, I didn't wake up one day and was like, this is it, right? Like it took time. So I, I knew what I was good at, right? So whatever your passion is, right? Whatever your gift is, whatever you feel inspired to do, I became known for that first, and then grew into through experience of talking to people, meeting with people, serving clients, then decided, okay, actually I actually really prefer to work with women than men, right? That wasn't clear in the beginning. So I knew that. Um, and then I learned that I was really good at, at helping new entrepreneurs because I was really good at breaking down things that some people felt were difficult into really easy to, to um, palatable, easy chunks. So it was not clear in the beginning. And I think that's so important because we, we, when we're new, we look up and we look at all the other people around us who are killing it. And we're like, Ooh, but she knows exactly what she wants to do. But like, it took me a year and a half to know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, so it took time and research and talking to people and building relationships and getting experience before I was able to that clearly say, I help this person with this problem, get this result. Mm, thank you for it actually really helps to see this in chronological order because wow. a lot of the things that I like to talk about in this show is that we we see the successful person who has this successful business who's doing all this thing these things has the team and we forget about all of the small steps that it took to actually arrive there the small like missteps the small like sideways like turns of oh. what am I doing is this actually working like needing to pivot Mm -hmm. The journey is so convoluted and that is the beauty of, of entrepreneurship. So yes. I do appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, I feel that too, because the reason it took me as long as it did was I actually spent eight months. I like to tell the story of the first eight months of 2018 doing all the things that, you know, they say to do on the internet, right? Like I built a freebie and I had an email list and I had all these different things, but I didn't know those things yet, right? I didn't know who I wanted to serve and all of that. So um, I, I consistently tell that story that I built a lot of stuff and uh, it looked pretty, <laughs> it was very pretty, but I wasn't making any money because mm -hmm. that wasn't really what 
Um, I, I didn't have enough information to build those things and build them well. Um, and so I spent a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of frustration following um, the steps of the person 48 steps in front of me without like taking step one and step two and step three. And so like we all want to fast forward to step 486 because that's what that person is doing. Um, but like they had to take all 485 steps to get there. And so we, we have to remember that when we're growing a business or really doing anything. Yeah. Preach, preach, preach. So tell us about being the room today. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Who are you mostly serving and how do mm-hmm. actually most of those people find you now? I think that's a helpful reminder. Yeah. So how do we, I'll start answering that question. How do most people find me now is, is social media. So Facebook is kind of my, my home and I've tried to resist that, but it just works yeah. for me. Um, I like it. I, I hang out there. And um, so most of our, our conversations are generated from Facebook, but it came from, again, years of having built a community. I had a Facebook group of over 7,000 women from my sales coaching business. And those people trusted me um, because I taught them sales. And so, you know, even to this point, so be in the room was launched in January. So at the time of this recording, we're in mid-November. Um, 80% of our clients came from that ecosystem of people who already knew me, liked me, and trusted me. And I tell you that because that's so important because everyone's like, but Ryan took a sharp right turn and built a multiple six-figure business in five minutes, but I did it because I built three years of credibility and trust in an audience. So I think that that's very important. So we, um, our primary price kind of fun, we're, we're adding on an evolution of being in the room as we speak. So um, we were initially launched to support that woman that I said is kind of in the middle. Um, you know, there's a lot of resources when you're brand new to business, as many of the women in this community are, which I think is amazing. There's a lot of resources for new to business. And there's a lot of resources at the seven figure mark or the you know, the executive level mark in the corporate space. And then there's the rest of us that live in the middle. Um, and it's like, where do we go for support and community? So we have a mastermind level um, that is kind of that, that middle of the road, not brand new, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of, hey, I'm, I'm at a point in my business where I don't necessarily need the step-by-step instruction anymore, but I'm looking for community and support and ideas and collaboration and new perspectives. So that was kind of um, the first iteration of it, and it will continue to live on. I'm really excited about the things we're doing in 2023, um, but we also are launching um, in December a membership um, level, so a more entry-level um, opportunity to experience the community. And that really comes out of heart um, for me is I just... I remember being new to my career. I remember being new to business. And I just remember feeling so overwhelmed and so frustrated and so, and just alone in a lot of spaces. And everybody felt like they had their shit together. I hope I'm allowed to say that. And I did not at all. Um, Despite having had a wildly successful career, I just shared with you that I spent eight months spinning my wheels. And I just, I, I couldn't find... I couldn't afford to be in the you know fifty thousand dollar mastermind, um, and I couldn't find my people. So we're actually building kind of that a little bit more earlier on um, space in the community, which I'm really pumped about. Mm-hmm. So that is coming. Um, in December. So we'll have kind of that membership level. And that might even be, you don't have to be new to be in it. It might just be, I'm new to you, right? like, I'm not, I'm not prepared to spend 12 months with you yet, but, um, you know, I'm willing to spend a couple of months with you and see who you are and what you put out and the type of people you bring together. So, um, we're just, we're really excited about that iteration. That sounds amazing. And what does it look like within your organization? Do you have a team who supports you? What does that look like? 
Yeah. So I have two full-time employees. So I have a marketing manager and Jessica, everything pretty that we um, have on the internet is designed by her um, 110%. And she's incredible and amazing. And um, I'm so lucky to have found her. We work together in another life. And a lot of what she, she was trained in graphic design, but like all the other stuff she's learned along the way with me, which has been Mm -hmm. really cool. And then I have a program manager or program director. And so she kind of wears like the executive assistant hat, kind of the ops hat. At, um, and kind of the, the or- she orchestrates all of the things, the behind the scenes. So um, those are my two full-time employees. Uh, all of our service delivery, I do because it's all collaborative, right? Um, so it's not necessarily like I'm coaching or teaching or anything like that. So I am active in that role or in that space um, as we speak. So um, that's kind of my full-time team. I have a part-time sales team that helps with like um, starting conversations, getting people into, we host a, a monthly collaboration event, which is a free event um, to come together and kind of network and connect and meet other people um, that help me get people enrolled in that and those types of things. But that's the way the team looks today. Mm. And did it take you a while to identify like what your role was in the organization coming from more of a corporate career? Like, was that easy, that transition? <sighs> From that part, yes, because I very quickly learned what I didn't like. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I was like, don't like this, don't like this. Because, you know, coming out of, out of corporate America, you know, I had one job. Then I became an entrepreneur and now I had like 12 jobs. <laughs> what just happened? This was supposed to be easier. Like, I don't know what just happened. Um, so it was very easy for me to... Uh, to, to start delegating and to quickly realize that there are things that I don't want to do. There's things that I'm not good at. There's things that I should not touch. Um, I, I figured that out very, very, very quickly. Um, it was not without some pain and discomfort, but I realized it quickly. Right. Um, and, and even still, even though I hired very quickly, probably faster than most, I still, drove all of the direction for probably an additional like six months until I realized that like my team was out ahead of me anyway. And I'm like, what am I doing? So I I did it quickly, but it took longer. It took a little bit longer for me to fully let go and to let them drive. Yeah. I mean, the best way to figure out what we like to do is figuring out what we don't like to do. So you got that. You got that right away. Um, I want to circle back to this concept of the mastermind. And I'm curious if like that philosophy drives how your team operates as well. Mm -hmm. So yes and no. Yes, because it's always collaborative. Um, I'm one to... I love ideas. I um, I have a lot of them, but I, I welcome new ones. I am not a proud person as in the idea that like it has to be my idea or it has to be it has to come from me. Um, I don't I don't need that at all. So we we work pretty collaboratively because we're so small. Um, you know, Jessica and Valerie work together quite a bit without me. Um, And then I, you know, kind of we we operate together, we use Slack as our communication tool. So we're all in communication all of the time. And ideas are welcomed from everywhere. Um, New strategies are welcome from everywhere. My team is always welcome to be like, hey, I want to, can I do this? Can I run with this? I had this idea, but like, they've also learned, be careful. (laughs) Because if you have a new idea, you might wind up owning it. Um, And so that, you know, is, is very much how we run as an organization for sure. Um, Is, is that idea where um, we are not a traditional, you know, hierarchy of conversation. I don't even like the word boss. I remember the first time um, we all hung out with like our kids and stuff. and, And one of my team members is here. One lives about 90 minutes away. 
And she introduced me to her kids and one of her kids was like, oh, mommy, is that your boss? And she said, yes. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't like that word. I don't like that word. Um, but I get it for like the sake of a four-year-old, it's important to use important words. But um, I was just like, I don't, I don't like that word at all. I think we are a team and we collaborate and there are just some things I'm not good at and that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the perfect segue into more of your personal life behind the scenes of, you know, you mentioned that you are a mother and how do you spend your time beyond your business? Yeah. So my kids are three and five. So they're still very little. So outside of business, I spend a lot of time chasing small children. Um, we have very large families between my husband and I, they're all local to us. So we, we are family people. If we are not, uh, if I'm not working, we are likely either hanging out with the kids or hanging out with our family. Um, my husband is a big sports fan. So we, we watch a lot of sports for fun. For me, it's so interesting how much that's involved. I'm like, I read a lot of books. I'm super nerdy, but I love to, you know, I love to walk and be outside. I've learned recently that I love to hike, um, and those types of things. So we're, we're pretty quiet and pretty simple. Um, that's a lie. We're pretty simple. We're never quiet because there's a lot of us, but we're pretty simple outside of, outside of work, um, which is really great. And my business has allowed me to, you know, I work pretty full time. My husband um, actually stays home with our kids. And so we've got a complete role reversal, but I, I still spend more time with my kids now than I ever would if I was still in a corporate environment, because I'm here when they leave in the morning, I'm here when they get home, I can take time. Like tomorrow is my son's Thanksgiving lunch at school that I get to go to. And those of things. Um, we travel a lot more than we ever did before. That's kind of our love language as a family is travel. So um, it's, it's pretty cool. But yeah, we're, we're pretty quiet outside of outside of business. We like to just play outside and hang out. Yep. Real humans for sure. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a practice mm-hmm. that grounds you as a business owner? Mm-hmm. I do. I have a morning routine that I am um, very it is, it is my space. So it actually started when I grew my business as a side hustle. Um, it was not always the space that it is now because I, when I was working full time and had a small child, it was the only time I had to work. So I got up early to work, right? So I, I, I got into the habit of getting up early to work because I had to. And then once I was able to quit my full-time job and get into the business, I didn't need that time to work anymore. So I, I turned that into my me time because it really is the only time where my house is completely quiet. Nobody needs anything from me. Um, so I, you know, I I get up every morning. I, I meditate, I journal, I read, um, I, I go for a walk. Um, typically is kind of, I, I, used to, I don't know why I, used to, I, I work out. I'm like, I go for a walk. Let's be clear. Like we are not, there's no like CrossFit or anything crazy happening here. Like I go for a walk uh, because walking grounds me. I've learned being outside grounds me. So after I've kind of like calmed my brain down and fed it really good things, like a lot of creativity will be inspired in that walk. And then I decided to get a puppy and now the walk is required. Um, so that's kind of my, my morning process um, that really grounds me as an entrepreneur. I also just some other things that I try to do like Mondays I ease myself into my day um, typically I don't start with a meeting like first thing on Monday and I don't take any meetings after lunch on Friday um, that give me an opportunity to kind of slow down and and get you know turn my brain off you know clean out the to-dos plan for the next week so I can be really present with my family but those are kind of the routine things that I do I always find it very helpful to just hear people's schedules because I think when we are <laughs> in control of our own schedule. We run our own business. We get to choose. But when we come from a a career where we've been working and we have certain things we do at certain times and we end at a certain time, we start at a certain time, I notice that it can be very challenging for us to even create the schedule. Yeah. It took me a long time to like not start my day at 8 a.m. 
because that was just what time I started my day. Right. Um, and so like I'm in my office usually by nine. Um, I try not to take calls before 10. So like nine to 10 is really my time. And then I don't, I don't take any calls after three. Um, and I'm usually done by four. My kids walk through the door at like four or five and I'm done by the time they're home. Um, that feels important to me. Um, but yeah, but I keep, and it's funny cause I do sometimes think I'm like, I don't have to work these hours. But that's why kids aren't home. You know, like it's, it's best for me to work. Um, I'm also better in the morning. Like don't ask me to make any major life decisions after 3 PM or anything wild like that. Cause it just can't. So, um, I try to support that as much as I can. Um, but it also is, you know, I try to work when the kids aren't here. So when they are here, I can, you know, be present with them. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been really beautiful and just enlightening to hear about how you've grown your business and how it has, you know, changed over the years i think it's so beautiful to to see that so as we close up here there he is can you let us know how people can find you and you mentioned the new membership so tell us a little bit more about that yeah absolutely so our website is beintheroom.org um that kind of explains the entire be in the room mission who we are what we do um beintheroom.org forward slash join actually does break down all three levels of our memberships we have membership mastermind and what we call limitless um so that's all broken down for you there um that will be open um in december so i am really excited about that on social media um i am on instagram at be in the room official and then on you know linkedin or facebook you can find me at ryan Dowdy. Uh, I love to talk to people. I'm an open book. So never hesitate to, to reach out or share a story or connect in some way. Um, I really do appreciate connection and, and community in a big way. Thank you so much for being here today. Another great episode of She Builds Empires. If you are loving this series and these conversations as much as I am, please give us a follow on Instagram as well. We are at She Builds Empires podcast on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show. And as always, share this with a friend who just needs this type of inspiration. What you can now feel by listening to just a couple of the episodes is these are inspiring women. They are showing us what is possible, what we can build when we put our mind and our heart into something and we just keep up, we trust, we build a community, we do something in alignment with our values. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the show and make sure to tune in for our next episode.